I'm Sam Mitchell. These are my stories. Howdy, folks. Having a good day today. Let me be the first to welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we begin, I must know that I am not a doctor or psychiatrist. If you're starting to be diagnosed with autism, please see a physician. I only speak based on my experiences. I also not own the rights to these music. Both musics were found on YouTube or published on January 2015 and August 2016. Now, I also have some shout-outs to give. So, the first shout-out I must give is to Jacob Thornton, a.k.a. the owner of the Mentally Healthy Podcast. The Mentally Healthy Podcast is about how people are trying to get diagnosed and be healthy mentally. So, and he invited me on his show, and there will be a two-part special. So, I cannot wait to be on it. Thank you very much again, and I can't wait. The next shot I must give to is to Terrace Brown, Behind the Shades. He is the owner of Behind the Shades podcast, and he talks about how people are behind the shades, and they need to be noticed. So, thank you very much, Terrace, and I can't wait for your episode to come out. And the next shot I must give to is to Eric Kulavo. He is the owner of Blitzer. And he connected me to some people, and thank you for very much for that, Eric, and I cannot wait to be on your event again. The next shout I must give to is to Kimberly Cook. She is from Australia, which is a rare thing, and she is a recoverer from mental abuse, and I cannot wait to meet her sometime in the near future. I also must give a shout to Cheryl Stanford. She is a travel agent like me, and she always had a smile on her face when she met me. And she also got me to connect to some people. So thank you, Cheryl. I cannot wait to meet you. The next shot I must get to is to Frances Jones. She is an amazing woman. She wrote her own book, which I cannot remember the title, unfortunately. But I cannot wait to read it one day and learn from her. The next shot I must get to is Andrea Hammer, a.k.a. she is the health fitness person. And she understands autism and understands me really well. So thank you for the opportunity to meet you. And I cannot wait to meet you in the near future. I also give a shout out to Shante McFarland. She is a special education teacher, but also a mental health psychiatrist, and she does a lot for the mental health world, and she deserves all the hero props in the world. The next shout I must get is to Jessica Poor. She is writing a book like my mother, and I think it'll be a pretty good book. So thank you, Jessica, for the opportunity to meet you, and I cannot wait to meet you again in the near future. So today we have a very special guest. Her name is Megan Corwin. She is one of our family friends. You know we don't consider her family biologically. She doesn't, you don't have to be blood to be family. Megan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Do you have anything you want to say to our viewers or listeners? No, I'm nervous. You'll be fine. <laughs> so my first question is, what does having an autistic family friend mean to you? It doesn't change anything for me. I mean, I was 12 when you were diagnosed. And so I've just grown up with you being the way that you are. It hasn't really changed anything for me. Sweet, thank you. I appreciate that. You and I was like, what was I like four or something? You were four. I thought so. Wasn't for sure. Yep, you were four and I was twelve. So I don't really remember it, but you've grown up with me, so I've grown up with you. How would you describe autism in your own words? It's just different brain wiring, you know, than the average, I guess, but I don't really know what the average would be. But you just you see things differently, you process things differently. Who gets to determine what's average, right? Exactly. You're not, I'll tell you that. How dare you? I know. In a good way, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, I bet. So, now, how do you think my brain operates, or an autistic brain operates? I guess it's all different. I mean, there are different forms and how high you can function when you have autism. But, I mean, you're super high-functioning, but there are things that that are hard for you to process. You've gotten a lot better as you've gotten older, but when you were little... um. 
change of plans were really hard for you to just cope with and process. And you've always just liked things your way and how you expect them to be. And Still if, do. Uh, yep. And if that changed at all, it was not okay. No, it's still not okay sometimes. So you want to throw my way in the hive for more information on that, by the way. But I agree. It's, I think sometimes it needs to be my way. Just it works easier. I'm sure sometimes. you feel that way. Sometimes. I know you feel that way. So now what's something I do not know about you? Don't know about me. Oh, you've known me forever. I'm trying to think. I love home decor and I can't stop buying home decor. I think any chance I get, I just constantly think like, no, I could use this in my house even though I don't need it. What do you like about home decorations? Well, when I was younger, I wanted to go to school for interior design. And so I think it's just, it stems from that. That's not ended up what I did and go to school for, but I think I just enjoy, I like to be surrounded by things that comfort me and make me feel cozy. And I like my home to really be a safe space for me. So I like things to, to make it that way. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. You also are now are a newborn mother to a one-year-old. So how has a mother changed you? And is there any difference to your parenting style than your own parents? Oh, being a mom changes everything, right? I mean, I am constantly tired and constantly doing something. You know, you never sit still. She's she's actually 19 months old today, and she is always on the move. But it's so rewarding. It's the best thing I've ever done. I don't think I'll ever be more proud of anything in the entire world. It's hard to say how... I differ from my parents, you know, she's still super young, so I don't remember how they parented me when I was a kid, but I think, you know, most moms will, and and, and parents in general will tell you, you just try to ruin your kid in a different way than your parents ruined you. You just try to be the best you can and hope that they grow from that. Yeah, they hope to see, they don't, like, follow your path, but follow your... Or direction? Just learn from your own mistakes. You just, you want to pour all of your wisdom into such a little person and just guide them in the right direction, but you have to let them make their own choices, let them fall down, let them make their own mistakes and see it and hope that they make different mistakes than you did. Yeah, I can agree with that. That that makes a lot of sense. You just want them to grow. You want them to succeed. Any mother wants you to do that. Any mama. How do you cooperate with a man who has autism? Oh, with you? Yes. I don't. No, we get along super well. I guess both of us are very similar in the way of we both love to be right and we both think that we're right. So I always just pull the card of like, I'm older than you. I used to babysit you. You have to do what I say, even though you're a grown man. I'll give you that. And it does make a lot of sense. You did. I did. I babysat you all the time when you were little. You, in my brain, you are like my nephew. Like you said, like I said, I agree. I mean, you have to love him bloodly. Yeah. Do you do you think of me as your aunt? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay, great. Because I think of you as my nephew, probably. Now, what have I taught you with autism? Is there anything I taught you with autism? I'm sure tons of stuff that I, I mean, I just kind of grew to know as like growing up with you and seeing you grow and change and everything. I guess patience is a lot and understanding, you know, when you were little and we were still just figuring out your diagnosis and and what things were and your actions and mannerisms, 
if that was stemmed from you being autistic or if it was just you being a kid or if it was just your personality, it was really hard to decide sometimes, you know, when you would get upset and throw fits over something, it was, are you being spoiled or are you like really not able to process this in your own head and are you having trouble with that? And so that was a lot for me being so young too to watch and to try to understand. Yeah, that's difficult to tell. You don't know whether they're being like the typical kid yeah. or they're being like having this like really autistic mind like, oh, I need to step in and just instead of punishing him or yes. disciplining him, helping him out a little bit. Yes, it was that was definitely hard. You know, if we would tell you, if you, you expected something and that didn't work out, and you would get very upset, especially when you're a little. You're much better about this now. But, like, if we told you we were going to go to the store and you could pick out a toy, you knew exactly which toy you wanted before we even got in the car. And if we got there and the store didn't have that toy, it was an absolute meltdown oh, for you. I can see that. And I remember just thinking, like, why is he acting this way? Like, my mom would never let me act this way. But... It wasn't you being a brat. It was that you just couldn't process that what you expected wasn't what happened. Like, that did not go well with you. Yeah, it didn't go well with me. I mean, I agree. I mean, I still work on it to this day. I mean, yeah, I'm the big guy of you keep my word. You yeah. keep your word. Like, if you say it's there, it better be there. Yeah, and I, I, and I think you deal with it much better now, oh, you know, yeah. because I think – you have to learn to cope with a situation like that because that's just part of life, whether it's a toy at Walmart or a, um, a TV series that yeah. you want to buy that's unexpectedly higher than you thought. Yeah, I mean, just life happens, life changes. And I think, you know, you're, you're a young man now. You're becoming an adult and you have to learn to cope with it. And I think you do a lot better than you used to. Yes, I agree with you. I definitely agree. 100 bucks can agree, but I still need to work on to this day yeah so this is what i think of you this is a good critique okay so and i admire you with this i mean even though it doesn't seem like it i do oh god you don't put up with people's crap okay it's it, i like people like that personally yeah like who are blunt to the truth like tell you to shut the you know what up i would never <laughs> anyway so i admire people like that uh-huh. but you do have a soft spot you love people unconditionally like if you need them you you're there like, you're there, like, with the snap of your fingers. Mm-hmm. Why are you like that? Like, why are you not putting over people's crap, but you're there for them when they need you? Well, I think my mom has always raised me. My parents both have always raised me the, the do no harm, but take no crap situation. Uh, to just to be that type of person, you know. Um, Aussie I, versus bluntness, basically. Honesty versus bluntness. So you Aussie versus bluntness. More information on that, but continue. No, there's... I guess I just, I know what I deserve, and I know, especially now that I've gotten older and the things that I've lived through, I know what I should expect from people and how I should be treated and how everyone should be treated. But also, there's there's a lot of negative in the world. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of bullying. There's a lot of just negativity everywhere, everywhere you go, and I just think every chance you get to to pour some love and positivity and- Or make someone's day, at And least. make someone's day and comfort- into someone, anyone, people you know, people you love, people you don't know, 
you know, I, I think that's so important. I think that's something that everyone should do. And I think the world would be a lot better place if we were everyone was just a little kinder to each other and not put up with crap, not, but don't give people crap. And then you don't have to put up with it. You know, I think if everyone else didn't, if you treat people how you would like to be treated, I think everything would go a lot smoother for everyone. I can see that. I agree. I think the world needs to be a lot more nicer, especially in these times or these mm-hmm. days. Yep. So now that I describe you, how would you describe me? You are so creative. You're so smart. You're so dedicated. You are so stubborn. Agree. <laughs> and I think, you know, if you say that you're going to do something and you really put your mind to it, it's amazing what you're capable it's of. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I have watched this podcast go from an absolute pipe dream to you just said people were listening to you in Australia. Like, that's insane to me. I, It's just crazy to watch everything that you've done in your life. But, you know, even just if I pinpoint this small, this small podcast that you make in the basement of your house, it's across the world. And I think it's really helping people. And I'm just so proud of you. And I'm proud of not only this, but everything that you've accomplished because I've I've watched you and I've seen the struggles that you have and I just think like you can overcome so much when you put your mind to it and I think dedication is a big word that I would that I think of when I think of you and oh my god are you a lover you are just so kind so loving so welcoming when you were a kid we used to always joke about the fact that you knew no strangers ever we would, your mom and I would take bets on how fast you would say hi to someone and ask them their name. Who like, won the bet? Oh, it, uh, it, we didn't even have time to finish the bet before you were like, hi, what's your name? Every time. I mean, anyone that walked by you, hi, what's your name? And then you always had a set of questions that you asked everyone, uh, which was a very like autistic tendency that you had that you would say, like, hi, what's your name? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite number? And it, you would ask everyone and you would ask them multiple times, like every time you saw them. And my God, if it was the a different at all, it was not okay. Like you remembered everyone's favorite color, everyone's favorite number. And if they told you a different one, you corrected them. Exactly. I, I don't remember that, but I feel like I could see that, see me doing that today even. Big so time. I could see myself doing that with a snap of my fingers as well. So what is the most rewarding and difficult thing about Having a family friend with autism, in your opinion? Uh, most difficult would be just watching you struggle with things and not being able to help you, you know, because your brain, especially with you, you know, watching you, you just have to process things sometimes. You have to just take the time to yourself and slow motion. Yes. Basically, be the slow motion guy. Yeah, you just. I've seen you just go and sit by yourself and you're, you're thinking through something and you kind of have to just step back and let you do that as someone who loves you and wants to help you. I know that the best way to, for you to do it is just to to do it by yourself. But it is hard when like I want to just go over and explain it the in a way that I understand that works for me, but that wouldn't work for you. Yeah, but you do that sometimes. I've seen you do that. Like I I mean, I'm not going to mention names, but Last summer, you told me that, like, there was a girl, and you told me that mm, probably shouldn't do it. But you explained it to me the yeah. – you explained it in a way that makes sense because I, I took your thought into consideration really well, and I thought yeah, she's probably right in this case. I'm always right. But that's really difficult to watch you struggle through things and know that, like, 
I can't fix it for you. And I think that's the like maternal instinct I have for you, the love that I have for you, that I want to fix it. I want to help you. I want to make things easier for you, but I know that you have to do it. But I think that also comes with the most rewarding is like seeing you overcome that and seeing how you've grown just from the issues that you had when you were little and the things that really threw you into absolute meltdowns and things that really upset you and that to, like now you may still struggle with them but it's much more internal it's much more like you know you you stop and you think it through in your brain and you process it on your own rather than just screaming crying everything has to come to an absolute halt yeah i i, talking, I have like i don't i actually have i don't have external meltdowns i have internal yes meltdowns. but i think you 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 wasn't i mean you're an adult man i mean you have figured that out and I know that it's still hard for you and you still struggle, but I think you handle it so much better. Thank you. You're a salonist or whatever, a hairstylist. I'm a cosmetologist. Thank you. I can't remember the fancy name. But hairstylist, yes. Okay. So so these are gonna be some loaded ones, so you can answer one at a time. Okay. So can you tell me about your occupation? Okay. How long you've been doing it? Why did you decide to do it and who or what inspired you to do it? So first one, one at a time. Yes, ma'am. What is it? So can you tell me about cutting people's hair, basically? Okay. So, yeah, I work at um, Salon 45, and I, I'm i a hairstylist, but then I also, I mean, I do the manicures and the pedicures and stuff, but I really, I, I love to do hair. Yeah, I just, I get to cut hair and color hair and change people and make them feel like the best version of themselves, and I love that. How long have you been doing it now? I have been at the salon... For about six years, it'll be seven years this year. Okay, now why do you enjoy it? Why do I enjoy it? One, I think it's so fun. I think I love hair color. I love changing things. I love like seeing and feeling and like touching and like feeling everything change in my hands. And I love having that control. And but I think the the most rewarding part is like the connections that I make with people. I. I get so connected and so attached to my clients and I love them and I get to make them feel beautiful and I get to make people feel better about themselves. You know, they always say, just let me get like wash your hair and blow dry it and style it. And like, you just feel better. I have people come in after surgeries that, you know, they can wash their own hair at home, but they just don't feel very well. And they feel better when they leave my chair or they come in and they just, hate their hair you know hate hair is such a part of your identity anymore and and I think that's a great thing but if you hate it then then you're unhappy and I get to change that for people now what would you say to this I'm not one of these people I've learned this as time goes on but most people say eh, hairstyles appearances don't matter these days you know well we're all uh stuck inside for COVID so I have uh, seen my fair few of COVID cuts um and so maybe they don't matter too as, as much and right now, but I think they do, you know, I think everything's so doom and gloom right now. And if you can feel a little better about yourself, even if it's just for you, even if you just wake up in the morning and you curl your own hair and you throw some mascara on and you feel a little bit more like a person, then that's great. Hey, all right. That, and that makes a lot of sense. I, I'll take that. But also hair's not everything. And if you don't feel like doing that and you feel like wearing a messy bun or buzz cutting your hair during COVID, do that too. Do whatever makes you feel good. Yes, ma'am. Now, who or what inspired you to do it? That's hard to say. Um, 
there wasn't a particular person. I I kind of grew up with uh, my fair share of kitchen haircuts from my mama, you know, so I didn't have a hairstylist that I went to my entire life and loved and was sold on, you know. I didn't, I never had that. But I like the creativity that I could put into it. And I originally went to school because I liked uh, to to paint nails, which is so funny to me now because uh, when I started to actually work with hair, I was like, this is so much better. <laughs> and I just, I fell in love with it. Also, I want to know, what is your like favorite food or paradise meal, I guess, and why is it your favorite? Okay, so I love Mexican food all day, every day. I could eat my body weight and chips and salsa. But my paradise meal, so like ideal, yeah, ideal meal. Okay, it's a process, ready? Yes, ma'am. I, I want to get Chinese takeout. I want to go home, I want to wear sweatpants, and I want to watch trash TV. That sounds not like a bad time. And then I just, like, I want to conveniently have ice cream in the freezer. Now, why is Chinese, you think, good to watch TV with? Because it's carby and fatty and terrible for you. So, like, watching trash TV, good for the soul, bad for your body. Eating Chinese food, good for the soul, bad Bad for for the the body. body. And I just live for that. I mean, not bad. If you need a soul, you got to have men- yeah, mental health. Yeah, you got to feed really your well. soul sometimes. But then, like, maybe take a walk afterward because you'll feel terrible. But, like, you know, get it out of your system. It's a good, like, cheat day of, like, I'm going to treat myself today. Now, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, now, speaking of TV, what is your favorite movie or TV show, and why do you like it? I am, and you know this, a big old nerd. I love Game of Thrones. I love Star Wars. I love Firefly, all the nerd stuff. Um, What's Firefly? Firefly, you would hate it because you hate Star Wars. It's a little, it's a little Star Warsy. It's they <laughs> for one season and then they canceled it, and it was heartbreaking for all of us. And so then they made a movie to like kind of tie up all the ends. Um, if you ever want to watch it with me, I'm more than happy to educate you. But you would hate it. But it's so good. And anyone else out there, if you can find it anywhere, watch it. It's so good. But I also, I'm a big office gal, Parks and Rec gal, you know, the easy comedy that just plays in the background of your entire day. The Big Bang Theory. Oh, God, no. I can't watch things that, like, have a laugh track because then I just know that they're not funny. (laughs) If you ever get time, just go and watch The Big Bang Theory with no laugh track. It's the most awkward thing you've ever seen in your whole life. Like, they just, it's just awkward silences after things that you think are funny, but they're actually not funny. True. That makes sense. We all have different humor styles. Yeah. Uh, So, what has been your favorite vacation that you've ever taken, and why did you enjoy it very much? So, when I was a kid, my family used to uh, get a cabin in Gatlinburg, or we would get a, a, like, little beach house at Myrtle Beach, and it was always, like you know, my mom's side of the family. So it was all my aunts and uncles and we would all just go down and it was always like good, like wholesome family memories. And I loved that. I loved, like, I hated being in the car for so long because I was, you know, seven. Are we there yet? Are Are we we there there? yet? It was a nightmare. But, you know, once you're almost there and you, you get so excited and it's just, it was always so great to be around your family. And I think especially when you're young, you can enjoy your family much more than when you're an adult. Um, so I'm glad that I did that then because I think I would not be able to handle it now. So what are some of your personal interests? Like, what do you like to do for fun and why do you enjoy doing those hobbies or those things? Well, I've got my little, so we run around and do stuff all the time. You know, my, my interests now are playing with baby dolls and, you know, bath toys. But... 
you know, just doing anything with her is always the best. It's my favorite to just sit and play with her and help her learn and encourage her to do and try different things. Um, but also, I love to be outside. I hate the cold weather, so not right now. But uh, I like to be outside a lot. I like to go hiking. I like to I like to swim. We go swimming a lot, don't we? Yeah, I love when it's warm and I can be outside and play. And in the great outdoors. In the great outdoors. Yeah, I love it. I love to be in the woods. I love to. I like to be in a creek. You and I grew up in that creek, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Then a lot of good memories there. Lots of good memories. Yeah, we both were. I think a lot of kids have grown up in the creek behind your grandparents' house. Now, what advice would you give to someone who is connected to someone with autism? Patience, 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 and understanding. I think those two things go so far, especially because you know. It's easy to get frustrated at anyone that doesn't see things your way and doesn't process things your way. But I think if you really take the time to see and to maybe even try to just step into their shoes and see a situation from their point of view, because you have to step into their shoes because they can't step into yours. You know, they we can try to see things how they see it. You can't see things how I see it, you know? I can't sometimes, but not all the time. But yeah, there's certain situations where you can't just because like it's a it's just brain wiring, it's your mental connections that just doesn't operate the same. And so I think just being patient and taking the time to really understand and not get frustrated and and help them like work through what they're working through. I agree with that. Just get into their head and just see what they're going through. Yeah. So this is the final question. Are there any good memories you want to talk about with our our listeners? And, and if you do, why do you remember that memory the most? Now, before you answer, I want a good memory, like just something that made you like feel good about yourself, and a funny mem- memory that made you like laugh out loud. I guess. Uh, with about you. It can be any. Okay. Um, with your mom, dad, oh just man. by yourself. Oh man. Um. With with baby. With baby, with my baby. Uh, I think. Um. Something that made me feel good about myself. I mean, the day Addie was born was, you know, the best day of existence of all time, right? I, you know, waited nine whole months to see what her little face looked like, and there it is. And, you know, it was it was hard. And, I mean, you you knew my when I was pregnant, I was really, really sick. I had a lot of issues. And it took a lot to to have a baby you know any mom out there will tell you no matter how they had that baby it is exhausting and mentally emotionally physically so exhausting um but it's so worth it and I think that's the the second that you that I held her you know everything was okay it didn't matter how tired and how bad I hurt and everything you know she was there and I'd do it 800 times so I think that's probably the best memory I ever had (laughs) Um, funniest memory. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. There's so many. I laugh constantly. I guess we'll, we'll stick with on theme of, of the baby. You know, she's, she's 19 months old, so she talks. She says everything. I mean, she's super, super well-spoken. She repeats everything. She's my, my little parrot baby. But anytime she says something new, it's always so funny. Her new thing that I laugh at a lot is when we go through grocery stores, she points at everything and always goes, look at that, look at that, constantly, and no matter what it is. And I'm always just like waiting to see if it's like something horribly inappropriate for a baby to be looking at. 
But just anything that she says, any new things that she says, she says, oh, my goodness, which is so precious. And, or and hello, gorgeous. Hello, gorgeous. She says hello, gorgeous constantly. She's, I, I always say, like, I have no idea what I laughed at before she came along because she is just such a little weirdo. I, I mean, we found her yesterday in my closet with the door shut just like upside down like like bent over upside down just being weird and it's so funny she's just a little weirdo she's just doing being one year old yeah she's just being a babe but it's so funny i would i would agree i probably did some funny stuff too when i was her age oh you were hilarious one of my favorite uh things that i laugh about you so i even like now i just die laughing about you were little you were maybe around four probably close to when you got diagnosed but you were pretty small and I was staying the night at um, your house with your mom and we were in the her office and you were she and I were sitting on the floor playing cards and you were running from the sliding glass door to it was just like a closet door and it was shut but you were just running and like running into it and then running back to the other door. And we just kind of were like, whatever. I was doing sprints, I guess. Yeah, you were just running sprints, and you were just being a little weirdo, like all little kids. And so we were just like, oh, that's funny, and just kind of, you know, let you do whatever you're going to do. But then you were running about halfway there. You tripped and just face-planted. Oh. And we all, like, held our breath because we were like, oh, no, he's going to freak out. And you, without missing a beat, just, like, springboarded back up and took off running again. Like, it never happened. Our family falls a lot. Oh, yeah, clumsiest. I fell today, even, in the snow. But I just, I think about that, and I laugh at you so hard every time because your mom and I about died laughing. But, yeah, you, kids are weird. Kids just do the weirdest things constantly. Kids say the darnest things. They yeah. definitely do. She says some terrible things sometimes. It's a baby, though. What are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, she's cute when she does it, so what can you do? Exactly. Well, that would be all. You think you have anything else you want to say? No, I think I'm good. I've you've you've worn me out. All right. Well, thank you for doing this again. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for waiting for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. Hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.